Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. We'll help you find that unicorn known as work-life balance and keep you laughing and learning every episode. So let's dive in. Again. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Elite Life. I'm Kylie, and that's Trisha over there. She's waving at you if you can't see us. And today, we are going to go over the top reasons why you should definitely not be a real estate agent. That's right. We get people that call and come in all the time, and they're excited to start their real estate career. And I always have to be really transparent and let them know, like, real estate is not for everyone. It mm-hmm. really isn't. Yep. I agree. And uh, it's such it's such a tough thing, like, because like we've talked about before, so many real estate agents, they get into it, and in their first year, they're failing, they're quitting, they're upset, they're confused, and, you know... For various reasons, either they got into it and realized that it's they're they're not motivated enough to run their own business, or um, they picked a crappy broker, so they have no training, uh, which is where Stars Academy comes in for a lot of people who aren't in the same brokerage that we're in at Elite Realty. Um, and I feel like if you um, if you're thinking about real estate and you can see how much money people can make. Um, if that's the only thing that you're focused on, you're definitely, I mean, I don't want to say definitely, you're going to have a hard time being successful. Um, it's kind of like when you're learning like softball or something like that. And I don't know if you played sports as a kid, but like, remember doing softball practice and they're like, just don't focus so much on hitting the ball, just swing the bat. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that goes for a lot of sales positions too. Like when you're focused on the money and the closing, you forget that the real aspect of it is being a self-starter, helping people. That's, I mean, that's where you and I find our passion is just helping people. Um, So today we're going to walk down some of the things that um, a lot of agents come up against in their first year or people are thinking about when they're thinking about getting into real estate and that you want to consider if you're thinking about getting into real estate. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the first one we should definitely talk about is you should not You should not become a realtor if you need the security of a cap salary. Like, I will tell you when one thing that kept me from going purely real estate, because when I started, I was both a realtor and in mortgages, um, I always told my broker at the time that I could not just do real estate. I could not run my own business because I needed to know I was getting this check. And he's like, but your check sucks. And I'm like, but I know I'm getting it, right? Yeah. So, and I, I was in the same place too. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin is, like you said, your check sucks. Mm-hmm. You don't determine, I don't care how hard you work, um, you're not guaranteed a bonus, a pay raise. You're not guaranteed any respect or or even just acknowledgement for how hard you work. I know that you've spoken on that so many times where you've been in a position and you've been busting your tail, making someone else's business run smoothly, knowing darn well that if you were not in the picture, this 
this whole thing would fall into shambles, yet you were getting paid peanuts, you were working 70 hours without getting any extra vacation time, you were not getting the acknowledgement. I mean, like, but you know, employers today even sometimes have trouble saying, you know what, you handled that really well. Thank you so much. I mean, if you have a team, if you're a broker and you're listening to this, start thanking people every day, please, especially your admin staff. I'm constantly doing my best to be aware of Kim and all of the amazing things that she does for our office. Um, she's not just a receptionist. She does so much more for everybody all the time, every day. So if you're listening to this, whether you're a broker or you're an agent, thank your admin staff, please. Yeah, absolutely. And think about them, right? Like Kim is our operations manager. She's there every day, all day. Um, and I try to be especially respectful of her time because I know that um, I'll shoot off an email just to get it out of my head and she immediately responds. And she doesn't have to do that, right? It's like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And I try to tell her like, don't feel like you have to respond because this is your time, right? Yeah. But I'm also very thoughtful and the fact that like if if she like when she did brokerment for example that was a huge technology rollout that she spent a lot of time and energy and things doing and I made sure I gave her a bonus for it because yeah. I've been in that spot you know um so it's important like when you see your people that are on on payroll or are on checks or are on salary or things like that that you do remember to give them that little bit of extra or when you're on vacation bring them a Christmas tree ornament like little things can go a long way because some people are comfortable working as realtors and you know playing that game of maybe I'll get this maybe I won't maybe I'll get this maybe I won't and some people want that security right of the regular paycheck and I think it's important that you know which camp you sit in because I have sat in both camps mm -hmm. I 110 percent understand you know, especially like if you have kids or you're a single mom or you're a single dad or whatever the case may be, um, wanting to know what, what you're getting at the end of the day, right? There's a lot to be said about wanting to know what you're getting at the end of the day. And when you jump into being a realtor, I tell people like, number one, you need to have your money right so that Say, for example, this doesn't happen at our brokerage, but I know it happens at a lot of other brokerages. You don't close anything for three to five months as a new realtor. And a lot of brokers tell new agents, like, you're not going to close anything for the first three to five months. Now, our new agents, like Rachel Blue, who came in the other day, she closed 32 deals her first year because we give them that training. But that is not the norm. So the point we're trying to drive home with number one of five <laughs> is if you do not have, you know, six months of your your bills saved with some with some spending money and some flex money or if you do not have the capabilities to be super super consistent without somebody telling you you have to be this is not the job for you you have to be consistent on your own even when you have five closings in the pipe you still have to be prospecting yep. you have to be following up you have to be doing that day after day after day whether you feel like it or not period, because you are not getting paid if you don't do those activities. And a lot of people think like, oh, I'm, I'm a realtor for the flexibility. 
um, you still got to work, bro. Right, right. <laughs> and and it is flexible. Like <clears throat> that was one thing that I really appreciate about my career in real estate is I've never been able to go on a field trip before. And this year I was able to go with Casey to the Flint Science Museum. And it was an amazing experience. And she loved having me there. And it was absolutely wonderful. Um, but just because you have flexibility, what that means is that you can move your time around. It doesn't mean that you're only working 15 hours a week and still making the money that you would be making if you were putting 40 hours into your business. This is definitely something where it's it's you get in you get out what you put in. Yeah, and that brings us to number 2 exactly what we're saying is if you like having someone set your schedule for you and you not having to worry about it, being a realtor is not the job for you, right? Like I I have agents um, that come to me sometimes and they're like, I just, I, I don't, I don't have any structure. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, take a planner or a spreadsheet or your Google calendar and put your whole week in there, plan out each and every hour. So like you said, it is a flexible schedule, but you have to still have a schedule. You right. have to make your own schedule. So if you don't like sitting down and planning out your week yourself, this is not the job for you. You have to do it. You have to put in the work. So many agents will come to me and they're like, I don't understand. Um, I've been an agent and I don't have any deals. And I'm like, well, how, how many hours have you been in the office? And they're like, I mean, I took like six floor shifts. Okay, you took six floor shifts. That's three hours of shifts. So you've worked 18 hours in three months. And you wonder, you wonder. Yeah. You wonder, you've worked 18 hours. What job do you work 18 hours at and you make six figures? None. None. I mean, none. It's just not a thing. So that's it, dude. You you have to be ready to make your own schedule, stick to that schedule, and set boundaries. Oh my goodness, you have to be able to set boundaries with your family yes. or your in-laws. Hey, you know, my family, when I first got into real estate when I was younger, was... They were just They just thought you were just this. at home. Oh, yeah. They'd call me and be like, well, you're at a desk, right? You can totally make this doctor's appointment for me. No, I can't. <laughs> like, just because I'm at a desk doesn't mean I'm not doing work, right? Right. Or just because I'm working from home doesn't mean that I have, you know, 45 minutes to, you know, go let your dog out or something like that. Now, one thing I do appreciate is I am able to help out when I need to. So like um, that example, my sister, she usually shout out Sarah Eisenhart. So um, usually she doesn't have a problem, um, but she had uh, something happen with her dog walker was sick. And so she's like, hey, can you come over and let Winnie out and, and you know, give her a little trot around and make sure that she's OK? She never asked me to do that stuff. And she does so much for me. Um no problem. Right. But I was able to say, okay, so that's going to take up about 45 minutes. Um, cause you know, I'm not just going to go let her out. I'm going to give her some snuggles. <laughs> so that's going to be 45 minutes. What was I planning to do at that time? Okay. I was just planning to clean my house. I can do that another time. Or if I was planning prospecting during that, during that chunk, I would have to say, okay, what else can I move around? And it can get super overwhelming and stressful. But once you understand that not everything is like here's one thing I've had to accept that you have taught me and you've had to say it over so many times is if you don't fold that laundry today 
it's going to be there tomorrow. And your kids are going to pull their wrinkled clothes out of it just like they pull them out of the wrinkly drawer that they shoved them in when you told them to put their clothes away. If you don't put the dishes out of the dishwasher, that's fine. You know, so you have to really be able to pick and choose what's important. You're listening to The Elite Life. Elite Life. We'll be right back after this message. Stop spinning your wheels trying to build your real estate business. Quit struggling with work-life balance. And let Stars Academy teach you everything you need to know to be successful in real estate. Hundreds of successful real estate agents have used the training and coaching from Stars Academy to accelerate and level up their real estate careers. Learn how to start your business on the right foot, where to find free leads, how to increase your conversion rate, get those clients to the closing table on time, and turn them into consistent referral sources for future business. And with Stars Academy Money Back Guarantee, you have nothing to lose and tons of knowledge, tools, and resources to gain. So, head over to MyStarsAcademy.com today, so you can start making more money now. Welcome back to the Elite Life. Business and life talks to help you get a little better every day. Here are your hosts, Kylie and Trish. And that brings us to number three. You enjoy planning your family vacations around when your boss decides to approve them? Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that part of my static job as an admin. Um, As a realtor, I'm able to, when I sit down to do my planning for the year and we're talking about our goals and we're getting excited, the first thing I do is say, when are we going on vacation? I plan my work around my vacations now and it's amazing. Granted that we're taking vacations at a little bit different time because most people take vacations June, July, August. Um, Usually real estate agents, that's the busiest time. Not saying you can't go out of town for a couple days, take off. I mean, if anybody's a testament to that, it's this chick right here, (laughs) Captain Jet Setter. But so long as you have a great support system, it's not that big of a deal. Like I remember Kristen was able to last summer knock something off her bucket list and go to Alaska. And I had the privilege of helping keep her clients and things in check. But honestly, she did such a freaking amazing job before she left that almost nothing had to be done, right? Yeah, I mean, and that kind of goes to be said, too. If if you are looking to be a realtor and you're not a team player, then you're not going to have vacations. No. <laughs> so you really should not go into the job of real estate unless you are prepared to be a team player or definitely not vacation in June and July because June and July is harvest time for realtors. Um, and I do I do love that about real estate that you are able to plan your family vacations whenever you want or your regular vacations. Um, but another thing that needs to be said is you often do still have to work a little bit on family vacations. Like last summer, we went to Turks and Caicos, amazing, beautiful place. I did not work a lot. I was very intentional about setting it up ahead of time with autoresponders and having my team back me up. But I still made sure 
every morning I checked my um, text messages and my emails and every night I checked my text message and my emails just in case someone didn't get the memo that I was out of town. You cannot, as a realtor, just go off the grid for a week or two weeks. It's a disservice to your clients. It's a disservice to your team. It's a disservice to the industry in general. Um, so you do have to be prepared for that. You have to be willing to kind of, again, I think I've said this in many other episodes, like take the good with the bad, yeah. right? Like it is great to to not have to plan your family vacation months and months and years and years in advance. Um, but you also have to be willing to be flexible on vacation. And again, to let your family know like dude I get it it sucks I have to leave the beach for an hour at lunchtime but I am doing something that makes it so that we can come to the beach right yeah exactly exactly I'm super looking forward to not being home this summer because we're going to be busy but I'm really excited to I mean because last summer I was holed up in the house with a new baby which is super amazing don't get me wrong but I missed pool time I missed lake time I missed all of that stuff and I'm super excited and so blessed to have this career in real estate to where I'm not getting up at, you know, five in the morning just to make sure I'm at someone else's business to sit there for nine hours and run someone else's business. Um, I'm super amped. But if that's not something that you're into or that you're good at, it's not for you. Yeah, absolutely. I will say like kind of adding to that, I can remember I worked um, for a a corporation for Decision One Mortgage and they were a subsidiary of HSBC Bank. And I remember Trent was very little at the time. I think he was maybe two or three. And I was terrified um, that I would have to like if that he would get sick and I would have to ask for time off or um, they called me one time from daycare and they're like, Trent fell and hit a cubby and he's bleeding he might need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, well, does he need to go to the hospital? Because I can only leave work if he needs to go to the hospital. So if he does, I need to leave work and I need to come here. And it's across town. And like, you know, they're very strict about if they'll let me out and when they'll let me out and what's going on, you know. And I know my mom, she worked at Ford Motor Company and it was the same thing. Like, yeah. unless the police call you off the line, you're, you're on, on it, the line. Right? So, yeah. You know, those those are things that you don't have to worry about as a realtor. If someone gets sick, guess what? We can stay home. That's okay. I can work. I, lo- I always am like, I can work from my bed. <laughs> Which can be super misleading, but you are a person who's a self-starter, who's motivated, who understands like, yes, I'm working from bed today because whatever and tomorrow I'm back I mean like you busted your tailbone the other the other week and you still got up and came to work and did the showings and did the training and all of that stuff so I mean if you don't have the grit to be able to pull your bootstraps up or deal with all of that then it's not for you for sure for for sure and that brings us to number four I like how you worded this. You don't like helping people through some of the most exciting moments of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and that's what we do, right? I mean, you, like we heard with Rachel's story, I mean, the people that we meet in this industry are from all walks of life. They've had different experiences, maybe different experiences with previous real estate agents. And 
Our job is to make this process of purchasing or selling their property or building their real estate portfolio as easy and seamless and smooth as possible. That's why people engage real estate agents so that you do all the heavy lifting and they don't have to worry about, did I get the inspection done? Did my contingency window close? Did Because they don't know any of those things because they're not the professionals. You are. And so if you, I mean, and I know some people, just don't like people. And that's yeah. fine. Um, people are not for everybody. Like I tell, I tell people, kids are not for everybody. Right, <laughs> right. For sure. You know, sure. and if you don't enjoy helping people and you don't enjoy um, answering their questions and you get annoyed when people ask questions and, and need help, then this is not for you because this is a service industry. And no matter how much money you're making, I don't care if you're selling, you know, you know, $500 studio apartments or if you're selling $5 million houses, is. This is a service industry and your job is to serve your clients. And if you don't like clients, then you're you're going to suck. Absolutely. It's so funny because I'm always interviewing people, right, at, at our, our office and people come in and I'm like, okay, tell me a little bit about like why real estate? And it's every single one of them is like, oh, I'm a people person. And I'm like, oh, tell me more about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what makes you a people person, right? Because I don't think that as many people that say I'm a people person, like really are, you know, would you be willing to put yourself out to help a stranger? Not everybody would, you know, it's, it's few and far between when people want to sacrifice themselves, their family, their time, their energy, their resources for a stranger. And that's what real estate is about. You really are sacrificing. You know, you're going out and showing you're using your gas. You're using your money. You're using your time. You could be at your kid's basketball team. But you understand the big picture of you are impacting the world. You are changing people's lives. You are able to make a difference. You're able, if you if you are an actual real people person and you have the mentality of I will do anything to make sure these people get in a home, number one, you'll convert more because you're looking for any way possible to get them in a home. You're willing to ask hard questions and questions that other people won't ask. Like, for example, I had that veteran, you know, he's a disabled veteran. He served our country. Um, he sustained um, a, an honorable discharge for health problems. And then he couldn't get a house. And he's like, listen, Trish, he's like, before I went into the military, I was a car salesman. And I know that there's a way to get everything done if you're willing to try to do those things, to think outside the box. And I'm like, all right, dude, what are you thinking? And he's like, all right, like, what if I did this, 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 and this? And we made it happen. We got him a home and he didn't have good credit. Again, he's a disabled veteran, so he was on fixed income. And we made a real estate miracle happen. And it was because I was willing to look past my limiting belief of, well, this says this house is for lease. It's for lease. It's in Royal Oak. It's super nice. They're not going to change that fact, right? Um, that was awkward. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the joys of real estate. Your phone just does random things. Um, but anyways, back on track. So I was having to call listing agents and a lot of agents wouldn't have done that. They would have been like, I'm not calling leases in Birmingham and Royal Oak and asking if they'll land contract with some sob story. And I'm like, well, 
I will. I'll yeah. do that. And because I was willing to put my pride aside, take a minute, ask a couple people a couple questions, I was able to make it happen. And it wasn't because I'm a miracle worker. It's because I was willing to put my self-limiting beliefs aside. I was willing to put serving others in the forefront and get on the phone and just do some work, right? You got to be willing to do some work in real estate. And I think that people forget that. They're like, oh, I can make my own schedule. I can do what I want. You know, it's super, super easy. Dude, no, it's not. It's a grind. It's hard. It is hard. You got to do work. You got to be resilient. Like that's, that's a big part of the job. If you cannot be resilient, I said this yesterday, I was doing STARS training. I had five new agents in there. I'm like, listen, if you can't get kicked in the stomach, kicked in the teeth, kicked in the face, and then get back up and say, kick me again, this is not the job for you. Walk out the door, <laughs> go back to whatever other job you had before, because this job, you get run over, you get beat up. It is hard. How many times have we been recording this podcast? And I'm like, oh, never mind. Deal just blew up. Let me fix this really quick. Yeah. But as long as my mindset is, let me fix this really quick, not let me have a meltdown because my deal just died we're good to go yeah it's gravy right there's always a way and 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 one thing you said that I loved was you were willing to ask if you don't ask you don't get and and that was one thing that I've I've gleaned from you and it's just stuck with me through so many things and I think that if you are a person who has limiting beliefs, who gets defeated real easy, you're just going to have to stay with your office job. Yeah. But you do get to be, if you're willing to do it and you have that mindset and you have that heart. It's so there, rewarding. Oh my gosh. There was a girl, there was a woman one time. I remember when the pandemic hit, um, we weren't allowed to go out and show houses. And I had been at my accountant's office and his secretary was like, oh, I have a rental property. Can you rent it out for me? Well, then the pandemic hit and we were all locked down. And she's like, I still need to rent this house out. Um, and I already had the photos. And so Dave ran and did a video tour of it and it was a home in Detroit and I, my phone blew up with calls, right? It was a rental in Detroit. My phone's blowing up. I'm like, oh my gosh, a woman came through and I could tell she, just by her, her first text message, I could tell she had been like just defeated so many times. Mm. She's like, Hey, I'm reaching out. I seen you at a rental. Like what, what do I need? What do I need to have? Like what's the application, um, process and what do I need to have to be able to get into it? Um, I'm a veteran and I have a voucher from the VA for housing and I'm like, okay, great. Like fill out this application. And she's like, well, is there any chance I'm going to get it? Because I have a voucher. Like I'm not working a full-time job. And I'm like, absolutely. Why wouldn't you like fill out the app package, send it over. So she filled out the app package. She sent it over. I gave her a call and I'm like, okay, like tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're looking to do here, your, your history before. And she's like, well, currently I live in Novi. Um, I'm pregnant. All my family lives on that. The same block is that house. She's like, it's just me. I'm pregnant. I just want a nice house to have my baby in. Um, and nobody will take me because I have a voucher and I'm like but your voucher is guaranteed payment from the government so that doesn't even make sense she's like I know but nobody will help me and I'm like okay let me go to work on this so I went back to the owner I'm like listen I have 
the sweetest woman. Like her credit score is good. She had good credit. She's a veteran. She has a letter saying she is going to be going back to work after she has her baby. But regardless, her rent's paid by the VA. And my client was like, yeah. And so like I called her and I'm like, you're getting the house. And she was like, oh, it was like I just told her like she won the mega millions. She was like crying. She's like, Miss Trish, you're my angel. You're my angel. Like, and it was so amazing. And it had nothing to do with money. I made like, you know, 200 bucks off of it maybe. I think I gave another agent the actual commission off of it who had been dealing with the applications. <laughs> so I think I actually made zero off of it. But it was the most fulfilling deal ever because someone who went and served and was making a human, I was able to change her life and just make her so happy. And, and the, other, the other side of the coin is that you also – so, like, she's going to remember that forever. She's going to tell all her friends. She's going to tell all her family. And when she's ready to buy, she's going to come back to you because you were the the person who was willing to help her. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And that's what got me into real estate. My very first client, Sue, I remember when I called her and I'm like, yeah, you can buy. And, and again, she was like, you're my angel. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I claimed bankruptcy. I thought I'd never buy a house again. And she like cried and hugged me at the closing table. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to do this forever. This is amazing. It's and so sold. amazing. Yes, yeah, sold. So that brings us to number five. What's our last one? Number five is you don't want to be in charge of you. So we've talked throughout this whole episode about the importance of being in charge of yourself, making your own schedule. Um, I really enjoy being in charge of my time. Um, I enjoy being in charge of my life. And you've spoken before about, you know, the lack of control that you had in your childhood, which led you to where you are. And even though you're a control freak, you <laughs> focus on the controllables. And I think that's what a lot of stress in our lives stems from is not being in control of the things we want to be in control of. Um, I, I, in my last position as, as a property manager, I had, I had no control over my time. The people I worked for, I mean, I could ask them for time off and it was fine. They were super nice, very, um, you know, very giving, but still it was your job as Monday through Friday, nine to five, blah, 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 whatever. And now I'm, I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of my, my income. I'm in control of my time and everything that goes on in my day. And to me, you know, the, like we've talked about, like, yeah, I might not be getting the same paycheck every two weeks, but I know that I'm in control of that. And so that for me motivates me to make sure that I'm making because because you talked earlier about sacrifice. I know I'm getting tangential. Forgive me. But you talked earlier about sacrifices, whether you're a real estate agent, you're working in an admin position or you're flipping burgers at McDonald's. That's what you're doing. Time is the only like it's a non-renewable resource. You can't get it back. And so we're always sacrificing our time regardless of where you're working, you're trading your time for a paycheck. And so what I what I had to open my mind to was I'm always going to sacrifice my time no matter where I'm working, but now I'm sacrificing it for myself, for my family. And yeah, there might be, you know, during during slow times, there might be a couple weeks where I don't have a closing, but there are also months where I have, you know, you've got two, three, four, five closings and and that's amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be in control of the controllables and making sure that you 
Because like I said, you're sacrificing your time either way. It just, you know, the only difference is where you put in it. Yeah, but I think the the flip side of that coin too, because I, I like to play devil's advocate, is again, that's not for everybody. There's a lot of people in the world. Um, I had a, a woman one time, she came to me and she was like, she had a great job. She worked for a major, a big name, a major corporation. She broke six figures, so much money, beautiful home, everything she could want. And she's like, yeah, I want to come into real estate. And I was like, why you're like no you don't yeah I was like why you know yeah she's she was like really set up because she had worked there a long time you know and a lot of times she worked from home so it wasn't even like she had to leave her house and I'm like why would you kind of want to start over and she's like well I don't like being micromanaged and I'm like okay no problem like I'm all in obviously you're a hustler obviously you're gonna work hard um and I don't I won't micromanage you I'm not that kind of broker you know like I'm here to support you and help you but I'm definitely not gonna micromanage so she started she quit that job she came and started working for me you know and here's what every new realtor whether you've been in the business a long time or not but what when you start somewhere new anything you start new right you're excited you got fired so you're in every day and you're doing the things you got fired and you're in every day and you're doing the things and then all of a sudden what happens to people who are not good at being in charge of themselves is they're like oh well, I don't really have to come in. I can work from home and I can do this and I can go to brunch and I can stay out late and have drinks and I can do all of these other things. And then they're not doing real estate. So, I mean, she only lasted probably four or five months and I about died when she came in and goes, I'm going to go to another broker because I realized I need more structure and they're a corporate branch with a franchise. So they have structure. And I'm like, you told me you were coming here because you didn't want micromanagement or structure. I sit down and I do one-on-ones with you every day. I've gave you all the tools to be successful and now you're going somewhere else so you can be back where you were before, right? And at the end of the day, what I learned from that, like I got really mad about that because I had really poured into her Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time, a lot of energy, but still giving her the flexibility to make her own schedule. And what she wanted was to punch a clock and be told what to do because she was not responsible enough to be responsible for herself, which is fine, But you need to know that, you know, don't come in and say, I don't want to be micromanaged and then come back and say, well, I need to be micromanaged. The same with I have had people come in and say, I need structure. I build them a schedule. They then say, well, I need flexibility. I think a lot of times people, you know, you're looking for the next best thing. You're looking for the next best thing. What you really need to do is get yourself a therapist and do some work on yourself. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It really does. Like you need to look inside because at the end of the day, you know, when I change me, I change we, right? Like I can't sit there and be like, oh, I want to change my husband. I want him to do this. I want him to do this. I want him to do this. No, I need to change myself and change my expectations because you can only, like you said, control the controllables, which is yourself. So if you are not good at controlling yourself because of whatever's happened throughout your life, Mm -hmm. then don't become a realtor because you're going to have unrealistic expectations 
expectations that you set for yourself that then you cannot live up to, that then you blame on the people around you. And it ain't their fault. Because if there is even one other successful person at the brokerage, that means it's probably not the process that's broken. It's probably that you're not following the process, right? And that's what we see very often. We have many, many, many successful agents and they all follow the process. When I see agents that they come in and I pour and I pour and I pour and then they pop to this brokerage, this brokerage, this brokerage, this brokerage, this one, this one, this one, this one, and then they get out and they door dash. It wasn't anything to do with any of the brokerages. It's because they are not capable of being in charge of themselves. It's not for everybody. It just yeah. isn't. And yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Everybody is different. It's not saying that this job is better or this job is worse. Just have realistic expectations of yourself the position, the industry, and know that real estate can be so amazing. It can. And like I was explaining to my niece, you know, because she kind of put it um, really well. She's like, so you're telling me that you meet people and you open a door and they walk around the house and you get a check for thousands of dollars. I'm like, yes, but also no. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some deals like that, but then there's others like our vacant land, right? We listed that uh, like probably two years ago now and it's a commercial property. So it has to go through the city and due diligence and this and that and this and that. And there was a funny meme the other day where someone was like, oh, this is probably the easiest check you ever got. And I'm like, yeah, 50 cents an hour after I worked on this deal for two freaking years. Right. People don't realize that, you know, they don't realize like with the good comes the bad. There's going to be lots and lots of deals that are slam dunks and you only have to work on them for a little while, but then there's going to be those deals that you work on forever, forever. And you made 50 cents an hour. (laughs) You can make a thousand dollars an hour or 50 cents an hour and you got to be cool with like rolling with it. You know, if you're a super high anxiety, high strung, it's just, you got to adjust. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I hope that we have talked some of you out of being real estate agents so that we have less competition. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully the right ones of you, we talked into it, right? If you've been thinking about it and you're like, yeah, I I could, I could roll with that. That's awesome. Well, if you are thinking about it and you have more questions, um, or anything really just hit us up. My email is Kylie, K-Y-L-E-E at mystarsacademy.com. I'm happy to chat with you. Let's talk about what your plans are. Let's talk about what your perception of you, your business, the industry, and see where reality meets the road and what you can do to either decide if this is for you or not for you. Because having that first consultation is the key. Understanding, talking with someone who's in the industry, talking to a broker is the key to getting all the information that you need. So drop me a line. I'm happy to set up a time to chit chat. Um, Leave a comment on whatever platinum I did it again. Platform you're looking, you're listening. You better just talk because I'm done. <laughs> share, 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 share. Like, 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 like. Comment, 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 comment. And we're out. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend and drop us a five-star review so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit grace and real estate you can also connect with us on instagram facebook or check out our youtube channel the elite life podcast we hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy